One of my first conversations I can remember as a child ever with my parents was them being slightly racist. But I remember they said they only wanted me to date Asians, not even white people, nothing else. So I'm the Just first of your uh, your sisters. Yeah. R-O-T-N, let, let me present, present to you the Rotten Podcast. Rotten When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All righty, guys. Good morning. Welcome back to the Rotten Podcast. We're, We're on back. episode 40, baby. Is it 40? It is 40. Technically, this would have been 41. We already filmed episode 40 with Mickey. I think we told you guys last week we're going to have a guest this week. Unfortunately, something happened with her where we're pushing back the upload date just out of respect for her and what's going on with her right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe she'll share what's happening in like the next week or so, but I don't want to be the one sharing it on her behalf. But we do have a very fun and exciting episode coming out next week that y'all should definitely get ready for. Um, but we, we've had like a somewhat eventful slash non-eventful week. I feel like, I feel like we had guests over and I was supposed to be leaving to Seattle today. So Matt has more time with me now because I'm not going to Seattle. So today when this goes up, it's actually our one year anniversary of getting engaged. Let me do my ugly screaming. I would do my ugly screaming, but that would definitely (laughs) hurt your guys' ears. Yeah. (laughs) She ugly cried. I like did. I've I never seen cry. before in my life one year ago today. Yeah. And I can't believe it's been one year already. I, I mean, know. this year has flown by. You did such an incredible job planning everything so well. Everything was so thought out. I didn't expect or even understand what was going to go on or go into an engagement. Like mm-hmm. I really just thought it was a ring and maybe like a nice little cute setting, but I didn't realize like everything you had to do to, you know, really complete the entire process. We've kind of touched on this in other episodes, but even before this, you know, we wanted to do an episode that was just kind of focused and centered around, centered around our engagement because uh, mm-hmm. it is the one year. Before this, you were asking me, maybe we could talk about things you would do differently. And I was literally trying to think of things that I would do differently, but I can't think of anything I would do. I mean, maybe I know what the you only done thing I d- there differently. Okay, you could have given me a slight hint, a slight freaking hint that it was really actually happening that day. Because then I would have looked so much cuter. My hair wouldn't have been a wet, raggedy mess. I think that it turned <laughs> out so perfect because you looked beautiful. It didn't look staged at all. If there was more, you would have known for sure. If I gave any inkling mm-hmm. that was happening. You would have known for sure. It would have completely killed the surprise. I wouldn't have gotten that reaction <laughs> out of you. And I would not change that. Didn't you say you didn't think I was going to cry or something? Like you had a I didn't bet? think you were going to cry. If you knew that it was happening, I don't know if you would have cried. Yeah. You would have prepared yourself mentally. But it was such a surreal moment when we were walking over and actually when I got on my knees to do mm-hmm. it. Um, <laughs> did you rehearse what you were going to say or did you know you weren't no. going to say anything? <laughs> 
Yeah, I didn't really say much. No, all, you didn't say anything. You just said, well, you married me. I felt me. like there was nothing to say. <laughs> what? Really? I felt like what it was such a beautiful moment. Vows? You're well, not that's say more of like a thought out like thing. I feel like since we've talked so much about getting married and getting engaged, it wasn't like I was like asking and had to like set it up in a certain way where it's like, Tiffany, you're my favorite person in the world. I love spending time with you. Will you marry me? That just didn't feel natural, I guess. It felt natural to just kind of like almost wing it on the fly. Yeah. No, I think you did say, I love you so much. Will you marry me? At, yeah. at least you added something. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. like I said nothing, but <laughs> I was like everything we have been through mm -hmm. in our relationship was like leading up to that moment. All the work that I put in on the engagement, the ring itself. It was such a beautiful setting, the sunset, the timing, everything. It just felt like there was really no words. It was yeah. just like, will you do this? We've talked so much about this. Yeah. Like just confirm. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, for me, I guess. Like what would you have wanted to hear, I guess, in that moment? Well, for me, you're so good with your words. My favorite, absolute favorite thing every single year I get from you is my birthday card, Valentine's Day card, and anniversary, and then Christmas. Like I get four cards. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of cards. Yeah, I'm saying a lot of shit all the time to you. So it was <laughs> and like, it's always like you can only change it up so much. Yeah. But you are very good with your words. So I I guess I didn't know what to expect, right? Mm -hmm. But like now looking back, knowing what to expect, I think I would have expected you to say a little bit more, but that does not take away from like yeah. how incredible and happy I was. Like I wouldn't change anything for the world, minus the fact that I wish I at least dried the fuck out of my hair because it was literally a rat, a rat's nest in the back. But I mean, it, that's valid. I could see either way. Because, again, if I could redo it, and this isn't just to like for my ego and stuff, I just don't know if I would change anything. No, I would, there are a couple things yeah. which I'll say in a minute. Oh, so you did but find But not things. about, yeah, but not about that part of mm -hmm. it. Because if I had something prepared and was saying it, I don't know if I would have gotten that reaction when I got on my knee to actually do when it. When I started crying. Yeah. It was <laughs> like, I felt like when I was walking you over, for those who haven't seen the pictures or don't know or have, we haven't, or don't know about what happened pretty much. Yeah. I drove Tiffany to a lookout point, said we were going somewhere else in Malibu. We pulled off. I had flowers and a whole thing, a photographer, mm -hmm. and it was a beautiful arrangement. So once we actually pulled up to the spot, she could obviously see that it was happening. So I kind of had to force you out of the car because you were still doing your makeup. <laughs> and it was so funny because it was so raw yeah like even those moments where you're like oh my god no like you were <laughs> laughing and you were trying to get your like eyeshadow done or whatever done but you couldn't because you were laughing because it was this i was trying almost to put on like mascara. dramatic hysterical can't believe this is happening type yeah. moment where you're laughing i'm laughing we're both kind of nervous <laughs> it's happening so fast and then i'm like okay no that's it you got two minutes and then i pulled you out of the car yeah. literally like no, walked it, over even just us talking about it i'm like reliving everything in my memories right now and it's making me like remember all the things that made me so happy and why I cried because I was so exhilarated that like you know we've been talking about getting married at this point since like year one of us being together yeah. and you Month know one yeah. <laughs> kind of. I mean we had a lot of lust for each other that grew into like a very very strong intimate mm -hmm. loving bond and it was just like a culmination of everything that I wanted and you did it so well. And I was so like, I did not think I was going to be surprised. I really was like, I'm not going to be surprised when I get engaged because we had talked about it so much. And I was like, I knew I was going to wear a white dress for the next like 20 dates that we go on. And that was like the first day I wore a white dress to. And I didn't think it was happening that day because the entire day we were hanging out together 
right? Mm-hmm. I had taken a shower. Then we started cuddling on the couch. So that's why my hair was like a ratty, wet mess. And Matt was watching, we were watching The Office mm-hmm. and Matt was not on his phone. He did not seem nervous at all. Was not like, I would expect you to be staring at your fo- phone, like texting your sister, texting Jesse, the photographer, texting everyone being like, okay, be ready at this time, X, Y, Z. No, you were not on your phone. And on top of that, it was like a hundred degrees in Malibu that day. And you're like, should we cancel? So I was like, there's no fucking way I'm getting engaged today because yeah. you're trying to cancel the well, date. If those remember, if anyone lives in Southern California and you remember last Labor Day, it was ridiculously hot, hot like draining hot. And um, that was part of my strategy was like, I can play off of this weather and be like, hey, I have this surprise date for you. You got to look cute. I kind of yeah. said that like <laughs> the week before. I'm like, I got a surprise date. And then the day of, I'm like, okay, you want me to tell you what the date is? It's really hot out. I got us this tickets to this jazz festival in Malibu. It's outside. I don't really know the vibe. I got tickets, but they weren't that expensive, like 20 bucks. So mm-hmm. we can totally not go. It's going to be really hot. I don't know. Like, do you still want to? Yeah. And I felt like putting the decision in your hand really shifted the situation because I kind of was like, if what you were make you gonna the decision, do if I said no, what if I would have played it off and been like, yeah, totally. I, I would have said no. Okay. Let's just go to and dinner then or something. I would have come up with something. I would have been like, you know what? Let's still go. I hear that the food is really going to be good or, That's the way to my heart. <laughs> or I would have been like, Hey, I actually look, the weather's going to cool down. I don't think it'll be that bad. You still, I think we should yeah. just do it. Well, luckily I'm always down to do shit. Yeah. So I would have never like yeah. canceled it, but and so there was so much that went into that because like all the coordination happened prior to that moment. Mm-hmm. It was just like making sure the things were aligned. I mean, I was in a group chat with Jesse and Jennifer and even your sisters in a separate one because they were flying yeah. in. They were like they were already in town. They were just hanging out. They flew in the night before. So they were like coordinating with Jennifer Aww. and Andrew and Kaylee and. I'm really happy that our first night was just with family. Like mm-hmm. that to me was so special that all of our, like all of our loved ones were with us mm-hmm. and I don't know, it felt very intimate. Um, and the thing that I would change, well, I don't know if you noticed, but this shirt was the shirt that I wore. Oh, it was, I was going to say you look really hot today and I couldn't put my finger on. What but you- I wish that I wore a different outfit probably. Like what? Like I don't a- know. Just something a little bit nicer. It's fine. It worked well. It was great, but I would have wanted maybe a nicer outfit. And also, I would have wanted to be, I'm like 15 pounds lighter than I was, I think, in those photos. What? You don't need to lose weight for me. Well, for the photos and stuff. You looked great in the photos. I don't know what you are talking about. But it's okay. It's totally fine. I I was blonde hair. You look so, it's almost like the rawness and the authenticity of how like a little bit disheveled and surprised (laughs) you were is what makes the photo so good. Like you did look a little disheveled, but in the most beautiful way because it's so cute and adorable and it's raw. And that is such a hard thing. Like that's why I wouldn't change anything because to actually get someone like to plan it and then to keep that element Mm -hmm. of surprise is really tricky. I Mm -hmm. feel like when most people are getting engaged, unless it's out of nowhere, like a lot of the times you kind of know it's like it's going to happen. Yeah. You know, even friends we've had, it's like, okay, this is obviously happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't change anything about that. I wouldn't change a thing. Although, I, now that I heard how much money you've spent on everything, I'm like, you okay, could so probably, you know, scaled it back a little bit because I was like, that is cr- Like, I, I understand it was so special, but like, to me, I hate having money like that spent on me, especially. Like, I'm not like someone that needs a lot, but I was like, oh my God, like, I 
I hate that. Like, you know, everything was like crazy, like expensive. But it was a it once was a, hopefully it's a once in a lifetime thing. Okay, take that back. I'm saying for you, like hopefully you don't have to go through that again with someone else. So someone spending money on you for your engagement, you know, it's worthy. It's going to work out. Like, what are you saying? No, I know. I'm just saying, like, it's okay to spend that money on. Because it's only once. Yeah, it's only going to be once and to make it special and all the little details and stuff. I mean, if I could go back, I maybe would have either spent more on flowers or less on flowers. It's either in one direction because I think they actually added something nice to the photos because it wasn't just standing there at the edge of a lookout. It kind of set up a scene and especially a place to like walk to for Mm -hmm. us, which lended itself for the photos. But yeah, to get like an arch of like flowers or to get it to be more elaborate would have been so expensive. Yeah. God, I did not realize the how thing expensive is, flowers are. I know. But the thing is, if I spent more, it's not like today I would have been like, man, I really am missing that money. I wish that I didn't spend that much on flowers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like kind of money comes and goes and not like spend it ridiculously. But sometimes it's like I always have to remind myself, well, I care that I spent this much money in a year from now. Like, will it even affect me? Mm -hmm. The answer is no. Yeah, that's so true. I think for me, I expected rainbows and butterflies throughout our engagement. But that wasn't the case. I think we had a honeymoon phase. Oh, you're talking about like the emotional. Yeah. What to expect of like emotionally in the relationship. You know, for the first few months, we did have a whole like honeymoon engagement moon type feeling where like we were high on life we got theo we were like releasing our project rotten and we released a podcast we kind of had like a trouble spot in december slash january and now we've gotten to like i feel like we've grown like 10x since a year ago like i feel Mm -hmm. like our bond is so much stronger and healthier than it's ever been and maybe correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like i've never been happier yeah me too. Not just with like you, but like with my other relationships outside of you, which lends to me feeling even like more secure and happier in our relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I think maybe people get engaged to like slap a bandaid on a problem, which I don't believe we did at all. But I can see people doing that being like, well, if only we got engaged, everything would be better. Yeah, I could totally see why people would think that making that commitment would solve some of their issues. But I think it also really comes down to the issues that you have in the relationship because there's always going to be issues that you need to work on. Mm -hmm. But it's like, is getting engaged going to help you work on those issues and bring them to light? Or is it going to just put a Band-Aid on it and then pretend like those things don't exist? Yeah, I feel like there's like this thing where people talk about shut up rings and it's like- a shut up ring is here's a ring sh- now shut the oh. fuck up yeah and it's like it's people who like give their girlfriends like a ring pops as like a ring or like really cheap and expensive like gaudy rings and like it's a conversation with like um like joe jonas and sophie turner where her engagement ring was a ring pop and now they're getting divorced and now it's like okay was that a shut up ring Wait, i didn't know they were getting divorced yeah, they're getting a divorce. is that new that's on TMZ. I don't know if it's like official, official. Is that like new news though? In the yeah, past? the past 24 hours. No way. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I was really rooting for them. Yeah. Yeah. I think relationships in general are so difficult. Mm-hmm. Like in most people don't want to confront the difficult parts about relationships, <clears throat> which always ends to them 
ending. Yeah. Because to confront the difficult parts of the things that you want to talk about with your partner, it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of vulnerability, putting yourself out there, taking a risk because you're not sure how they'll take it. But ultimately, those conversations are what lead you guys to grow and become stronger. Mm -hmm. Because, for example, if you do this shut up ring and you get the girl the ring, even though maybe you're not sure yet if you want to marry her for these real legitimate reasons or maybe you guys aren't um, compatible in certain ways or maybe she doesn't handle conflict the way that you want her to or whatever it may be. It could be so many different things. You'll give her that shut up ring and then down the road, you're either going to be confronted with the same things or you're going to have cold feet and you're not going to want to do it in general. Yeah. And that's why so many relationships end. That's why so many marriages end in divorce because... I mean, human beings are so complex. So I did ask on Instagram, and if you guys want to be a part of like the next Q&A for the Rotten Podcast, go follow us at Rotten Podcast or Miss Tiffany Ma or Matt Fine. Um, but I did ask you guys to ask me some questions, and I figured it would be a good point to, you know, answer some of them. Okay, so some of these are about the engagement, and some of these are straight up about the wedding, so I figured we might as well just answer okay. them. Okay, so when are you getting married? <laughs> <laughs> TBD. To be determined. Um, I mean, ideally, it would be August. within a year. Yeah, yes. like less than a year. So we got to make some moves. I have the idea what my wedding dress is going to be because I did kind of say yes to a dress, but like other than that, we have like nothing else on hand. But... We got a few ideas. Would you be okay? I have a question. Would you be open to like doing a courthouse wedding on our actual like day of our anniversary? So then, like legally, we're married, but then we can figure out the like the wedding date like another day, like it could be in September or August or whatever. But so I we really, go to the courthouse on that day. Yeah, but I really, really want our anniversary to be our like wedding day. But August sixth. Mm -hmm. But do people celebrate their anniversary as their wedding day or? I think so, Their yeah. courthouse wedding day. No. I think people celebrate the day that they got married. So it has to be August 6th. Yeah. Which is a random ass, what, Monday? Tuesday? There's some good August ones, though. Yeah. If it wasn't August 6th for next year. But what if they're taking... I think it's like August 8th is a good one. Wait, let me see. God, I just don't want like another random anniversary date. Because now we have... 810 is pretty good. 824 yeah. is also really good. 824. Those yeah. are great numbers. Yeah. 24 is my favorite number. It's my birthday. 24, February I like 4th. a three, but... I don't oh, really you do care. Like a three. August third. Yeah. Is a Saturday. I always wondered, do they celebrate the I mean, legal we day? We do whatever we want, but I, I think that people celebrate the day that they have the actual wedding party reception and ceremony. That's true. Okay. But that's not a bad idea. And we could do whatever we wanted to do. But I feel like we couldn't go to the courthouse and like get married and not have like a party or a celebration. So it's yeah. like if we're doing that, like what are we doing? You know, I it's like we doing. can't just go to the courthouse and be nonchalant about it. Like I'm gonna want to celebrate. Like we gotta pop some expensive we champagne. Need, like we gotta like we gotta celebrate some. Okay, we need to freaking actually go and visit some spots and wedding venues because yeah. that will really determine. That will determine what our wedding looks like, what the date looks like, what like it'll. I feel like the second we get the wedding venue, everything will fall into place because it's yeah, forcing us to do it. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be that challenging. Uh, okay, so I think we just need to spend like a week figuring out the dates that we have time to do everything. Yeah. Um, how long did you guys talk about getting engaged before doing it? And how, how long, long have we been together? Yeah, we did talk about it like very 
But I think there was like, sorry, there wasn't there. Was there a second part to that? There was a second part, which is how long did it take you to plan it? Oh, okay. That's a good question. Um, I think we initially talked about getting married and having a future and having kids like pretty immediately. Mm -hmm. And then I think after like we would joke about it, we would talk about it. But then after like a year or two years, we didn't talk about it as much because it was like things got real. Things got real. And then we didn't start talking about it again, probably till like year three. Mm -hmm. But I mean, amongst our friends and stuff, it was always like a common conversation of like, when are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? So I think our friends kind of always knew we would be the first to do it as well. Yeah. Yeah. And look at us. We were the first. We were the first. And now we're talking about babies. Yeah, we're the first. But we were also the first to, to get together. together. That's true. But, but how okay. long do you think it actually took you to get the engagement together? Like when your first thoughts were about it and then the day it actually happened? I think it, everything probably took me like three months. Okay, that's I not feel bad. like the type of person I am, it's like if I'm going to do it, I'm going to like do it until it's like complete. Yeah. It's like I'm going to start the process and as soon as the ring's ready and the right date opens up and all the pieces can fall together, I'm going to do it then. Mm -hmm. And so it took quite a bit to figure out the ring situation. Um, we also went ring shopping together, which I don't know if a lot of people do it, but I highly, highly recommend doing it. Oh, yeah. Because Definitely the idea it. of what I wanted when I first started was an emerald cut diamond ring. Mm hmm. Thank fucking God I tried it on because when I tried it on, it was the ugliest looking thing on my finger. It yeah. was so bad. I already have very, very long, thin fingers mm -hmm. and an emerald just elongated it even more that it looked like I'd like two like dead fingers. So I, I knew after that, that I wanted a ring size or like a diamond that was kind of like chunkier and fatter. So it wouldn't elongate my, my fingers and would actually make the ring look bigger than it really was july 9th we went ring shopping we got really excited about one yeah. that we almost got and, and then i remember square. talking to my dad <laughs> about it and he was telling me that he knew a jeweler that i should talk to to ask to get questions to just pick their brain about like pricing what is the like you know what's the cut what's the clarity mm -hmm. what does the gia report say and uh when i talked to her that's when things really opened up and she's like you know i could help you and you could maybe avoid taxes in a certain way. And you did. Uh, yes, which is a different story. But, and I was like, okay, if you could help me and I would feel confident about this. I had multiple phone calls with her. She was very informative. She's like, hey, like I, you totally don't need to get it from me, but I want to like give you the information so that when you go do shop around there, these are the questions you should ask them. This is how they should show you the diamonds. This is what to expect. And then I did that and then i felt really comfortable with her that i was like okay well what if i were to fly in could you get some stuff ready for me that was in that so if that was early july yeah i flew in like at the end of august for the ring i had no idea you up. actually found the ring while you were in chicago because i knew you were going to chicago to talk to your family's jeweler but i oh you knew that well yeah i was I overheard your phone call with the girl being like, okay, I'll see you in Chicago. Mm -hmm. So that we went ring shopping early July. Mm -hmm. I was in Chicago at the end of July. Yeah. So within three weeks, I was getting the ring. But not once while you were in Chicago, did you tell me you were like going ring shopping? So I really thought, oh, like you were just going to Lollapalooza and having fun and seeing your family. Yeah. Like I didn't like put, like I honestly, like sometimes I'm really smart and sometimes I'm just stupid and I did not put two and two together. Like I remember you talking to your jeweler about it, but then I, but because you didn't tell me and you normally tell me everything, I just figured you 
didn't meet up with her. Like I really yeah. didn't think you did. And so I met up with my jeweler. She didn't actually have anything that I wanted. And I was only there for three or four days. So I was like, I wasn't, I, when I saw the rings that she had for me, they were really great options, mm -hmm. but nothing spoke, to, spoke to me. And I remember leaving with like a pit in my stomach being Aww. like, if I have to sell for one of these, like, I don't know what to do. And it was kind of like, I don't know what to do. And I like went back to my grandma's and I was talking to my mom and we're like, all right, let's try to figure out some other options. She knew someone in Jewelers Row in downtown Chicago. Maybe we can connect with him. Maybe he could help us out. So we called him and he's like, yeah, you can come by tomorrow. So we drove down to Jewelers Row in Chicago, went in there and like I left. How Actually, no, I didn't leave with the ring. Okay. I left with, I negotiated. I knew what I want. I came in there with a lot of information. So they knew they could only like. How much did you negotiate down? I'm, I'm curious. You don't have to tell me the price of the ring. I just want to know how much you've saved us. <laughs> I think it was only a few thousand. What's a few? Like two, three, yeah, four? Yeah, like two to three. That's great. Because I was like, you got to bundle all this stuff in. You got to do this, that, and the other. But but what I'm saying is I probably saved myself maybe 8,000 because I came in with so much information and being like, hey, I'm going to go spend this for this unless yeah. you can give me this at a better price. Yeah. And so they were forced to give me something because their their markup on diamonds is so high that they have a lot of flexibility. Mm -hmm. And so they gave me really great options. So if you guys are going to go in like a schmuck, they're going to charge you like a schmuck. So make sure you go in very informed. And I remember you were doing so much research on and I was diamonds. even telling other people like yeah. the research. And I was like, was so passionate about diamonds at that point. I'm like, you know, <laughs> You're like, maybe like, I should have been so like much, a jeweler. <laughs> learned so much about it. So I found one. I sent them all the information. And I was like, okay, give me a day to talk to my other jeweler. Okay. Um, because I want to give her an opportunity to present something to me because I flew in, was talking with her, just out of courtesy. And, very um, nice of you. And I told her what I was getting and she like looked at everything and was like, yeah, this is really like, this is really good. Um, at least she didn't push you on one of her diamonds. Yeah. This is so good. By the way, guys, if you're hearing a lot of slurping noises, I'm drinking the Kim Kardashian Alani New energy drink. Not sponsored, but like sponsor us. Alani yeah. New. And it's so good. And With they were warm and you were <laughs> upset at me for drinking the cold one. So I was like, you know what? We don't have any ice cubes. We have frozen strawberries. Let's use this that as ice. And that's, this might like, be the move. This might be the move. Patting myself on the back. Honestly, I, I don't get like, I don't think I've ever been so annoyed today. Well, I've been definitely been annoyed way more, but I all day was looking forward to drinking my Alani New Kim Kardashian drink while sitting next to you talking about our engagement. And the fact that, I, I grabbed one. I was like, oh, God, it's warm. And then you said, I just put them in. I got so sad. I was the so The amount sad. of times you have stuff in the fridge <laughs> or the pantry. Yeah. Give or take your, your staples. I don't mess with them. But if it's something new, the chances of you actually drinking or eating it are so low that I gamble every time knowing that nine out of ten times this won't be an issue. Actually, 19 out of 20 times this won't mm -hmm. be an issue. But then there's that one time, and today it was that one time. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, yeah. I'm sorry. But so, yeah, so when I got the ring, I had just, like, the biggest smile on my face. I was so excited. My mom even talks about it to this day. I was like, oh, my God, I cannot wait to give her this ring. <laughs> like, I was so excited yeah. to show you, like, what I got you. Mm -hmm. Like, outside of it being an engagement ring, I'm like, look <laughs> at what we got. Like, this beautiful diamond. How pretty is it? 
And I felt like I did so much work to get it yeah. that when I finally found it and fell in love with it, I felt so relieved and I was so excited. What made you choose? Because, okay, I've been, I went ring shopping with you prior just to see like what size we wanted. I want to know what made you choose this diamond? Because honestly, when you stick diamonds next to each other, they're like, you, you're like, they all kind of look the same. Yes. It's very true that even, you know, color, like there's so many different factors of diamonds, which make them valuable. It's like the color the shape, the weight, the clarity. Those are all important mm -hmm. factors. And when you're staring at diamonds next to each other, it's kind of like when you go to Best Buy and you see TVs next to each other. You can clearly see which one has different features because they're in relation to each other. But if you were to take that TV, put it somewhere by itself on a wall, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference between the features because mm -hmm. it's all in relation. So I knew that regardless, I would get something that was really good. But what I learned throughout the process with getting an oval is that since it's an oval and diamonds are cut by hand or with a machine, not all ovals are the same. I knew that I wanted to get you one that wasn't super round and wasn't super thin, kind of in the middle. Mm -hmm. And with that one specifically, just something about it just danced. In that one, it didn't have any, okay. um, didn't have a bow tie. And it just had a, an extra like sparkle to it, the way that the light reflected. What are some important questions that partners should agree on slash ask before getting engaged? Mm, I think that's... That's a more thoughtful question that we should probably think about a little bit. I think number one, your vision for life should align. Yes. Not exactly, but enough where you the big things that make a difference like... Do we want to have kids? When do we want to have kids? Where do we want to Where have do kids? we want to have kids? Where do we want to live? How do we generally see our life playing out? Mm -hmm. And what do we expect from each other as partners in the future? Yeah. You know, it could be like maybe a make or break for you is and it's not, but just for an example, it could be like I don't want to work once I have kids. Ooh, that's a good one. I was just thinking about that too. That like Or it could be like, I expect you to do this. So I think the first thing would be making sure that your visions align for the future because there's no reason to make a futuristic long-term commitment if your long-term doesn't even align to begin with. Mm -hmm. That's just like number one. And then I think everything else sort of trickles underneath that. It would be like finances. I think it would be. You should be talking about finances even before you're even talking about engagement. Like have an open book with your partnership. I don't know why mm -hmm. money is such a salacious thing to talk about when, let's be real, money rules our world. It rules yeah. our daily lives. It rules our happiness. It rules everything we think about almost. I think money is uncomfortable because most people have a negative um, experience with money. Like yeah. most people have some form of hardship around money. Even if they don't lack money, there still could be a very negative relationship. Let's say you grow up with a ton of money and you saw money being thrown at issues mm -hmm. or you saw money being used in a controlling, controlling way, then yeah. regardless. And I was just listening to a podcast. I think it was with Jay Shetty in this relationship expert. And they were talking about having a conversation about money with your partner. You always need to be checking in about money because money changes throughout the stages of your relationship as you as you go through different stages yeah. in your relationship. But most people see money as just like a very like factual. This is how much is in my checking. This is how much I make. This is how much I can spend. This is my budget. And what this therapist was saying is like 
there's actually so many different layers to money because everyone has a different relationship to what it means. Does money mean security to you? Does it mean power? Does it mean control? Or That's like- actually a really good point because I do see people using money as power a lot, especially when it comes to like an older male dating a younger female. Like mm-hmm. it's always about the money and how they control Mm-hmm. like the younger girl because they make so much more than her and she feels entitled to like do the things that he wants to do but no, aside that's... from money what do you think would be things that you should talk about before getting engaged i also think it's important to talk about prenups before getting engaged right because you don't want to be like hey we're engaged now all right prenup and the girl's like i don't want to prenup or the guy's like what are we like what do you mean mm-hmm. um I think that is really important. And again, that has to do with money, which is a huge deal. I would say other things to think about is really compatibility because I feel like people think, you know, like, okay, like I've had boyfriends where I enjoy hanging out with them in a group setting with like friends. But then when you're with them by yourself, I'm like, I don't really like you by yourself. I don't really enjoy this. And so having like talking about compatibility when it comes to like, kids okay or family like what if you don't love your significant other's family thank fucking god i love your family to death like i love them so much but imagine if like my mom was sick or your parents were sick and they were expecting to live with us like is that something that's going to work out or will that break up your relationship um just really thinking and outside of family in that sense i mean this is a big deal for so many people but it's like does your family approve of your significant other's background, religion. Like religion is a big deal for so many people. Oh my God, I forgot about religion. Religion isn't necessarily something that guides any of our personal decision-making, but it is for a majority of the world. Mm -hmm. So I would say that's probably a big one. I mean, I have friends that, you know, almost like pretty much had to break up because their religions weren't compatible and the parents didn't agree with it and that is a big deal so it's like money religion family prenup family yeah oh also another thing is i think we kind of started talking about this a little bit more is changing your last name do you want your kids to have your name your husband's name are you guys gonna hyphenate it because i know some people feel very strongly about that Mm -hmm. and it's a conversation that we started having and i'm more than happy with having your kid's last name on our kids your last name on our kids. But I think we were also talking about like, do I want to go through the process of changing my last name as well? Mm-hmm. So that can make or break a relationship as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. When did you know you wanted to propose? Was there like a aha moment that happened that you're like, oh shit, like I, I'm ready. I think through some of our work in therapy. Really? Yeah. That was a big deal for me because I'm a big proponent of therapy. Mm-hmm. For me, I've been a big proponent of therapy. I've done so much work in therapy. I mean, I'll toot my own horn and say our couples therapist says I'm one of the most um, emotionally intelligent men God, she's ever so worked with. It's so annoying when she says that. Yeah, it's annoying, <laughs> but it's also a testament to the work that I've done. Yeah. So regardless, that was always important to me, but your personality type is not necessarily one that and also because of your background like culturally and your upbringing like i wasn't sure if you ever wanted to do therapy or Mm -hmm. saw therapy as a weakness i understand why people see therapy as a weakness because it seems like you need someone else to help you with your emotions and talking about stuff is weak i see it the entire opposite way i think talking about stuff that's hard is the most powerful thing in the world in confronting those things is so powerful Mm -hmm. that to me it's a superpower it's a strength 
If you can take something that's um, tough and, and learn about it and talk about it, that can become a superpower for you instead of something that's a weakness. Yeah. Like that's so transformative and valuable. So I think when we Therapy? actually, when my boss was over, she slept over one night. Yeah. Alex. Love Alex. Her. And we had a her. long conversation. She was talking about her relationship. We were talking about therapy. And I remember you asked for her therapist's number. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that to me was like, okay. <laughs> that was like the green really? light. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. And then fast forward, we entered couples therapy yeah. And I knew that I was not going to propose until we went to couples therapy. Yeah. Because I was like, couples therapy will either bring out the things that are real and break us, or it'll bring out the things that are real that we're going to work on. And that will be strong enough to solidify our commitment. I think there were so many benefits from us doing couples therapy, but I'm going to be the first to say that it was not easy. There were moments where, you know, we found issues that didn't even have to do with just our relationship but with like outside forces that kind of made me think like okay like wow this is so much effort this is so much work like should it be this hard to stay with someone but then it after a while it made me realize that like nothing is worth it without hard work and for us we've gone through that whole pathway of we started couples therapy we did it for like a year and a half we no longer do it anymore and that's because we've also both have grown so much from it And it was like the best thing that's ever happened for me. And I've never been against therapy. I just never thought I personally needed it. And wow, did was I freaking wrong. And I'm so happy that I went through it because I feel like I've grown so much just emotionally from it. Like, Mm -hmm. I think I've changed so much through it. And it also made me realize that I personally had a hard time voicing my feelings because I didn't even know how to explain how I was feeling about things. You didn't need to do it for a survival in your past or your childhood, it was the opposite that you were using for survival, which was like, keep quiet, keep things to myself. Mm -hmm. And that was helping you survive. But yeah, it wasn't like, oh, I wasn't very so consciously like, it's gotta be therapy or nothing. But in my head, I wasn't allowing myself to fully be like, okay, we're ready until we took it to therapy to have someone help mediate whatever our issues may be, or like maybe I'm doing something wrong that I don't even know about. And that is so much of what you learn about in therapy where it's like, you could think that you're so right. Mm -hmm. Like I'm so right about this. And you talk to the therapist and you're like, Oh my God, there's a whole other side of her emotions that maybe she wasn't even able to express, but there's also this other side that I didn't even see. Yeah. Yeah. So once we started going through couples therapy, I kind of just checked off the box of like, okay, we have the facility to work on our relationship in a healthy way. I'm definitely like ready. If yeah. that makes sense. It's not like we didn't have issues, but it was like we have the process in place to deal with those things because there's always going to be issues. Like mm-hmm. we'll probably have to go back to couples therapy at one point. Like there's many ebbs and flows of a relationship. You kind of need I'm just support. not looking forward to it. I mean, you need support in everything in life. Yeah, like, I know. What do you have that you don't need support? Like it's like you have a manager to help you with stuff. But also you, you have an accountant to help I you with taxes. I will say that, you know, I think how you always go back and forth from therapy, like there's just moments where you just need a break from it because it is so emotionally taxing. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes I feel happier with that therapy yeah because i feel like sometimes with therapy it also puts you in a depressive state because like Mm -hmm. every single week you have to face all the issues you're facing and for me like it's just not comfortable 
And yeah. sometimes I just want to, I just don't want to think about my problems. <laughs> yeah. um, but like, I also feel like we're at a place where like we can comfortably tell each other about our issues. Like, I don't know, but at least for me, I feel like I'm very, I'm a lot better about explaining how I feel with that going into like an, an angry place. Like mm-hmm. I'm not doing it from an angry place. I'm doing it in like, okay, like I need to tell you this before I get angry. Yeah. All right, next question. Oh, I like this one. What qualities made him think your wifey material? Hmm. I feel like when we first started dating, there was so much out the gate that I felt like was wifey material, which is why I was so willing to just like play no games and move quick in our relationship. You know, I, when we went on a fishing trip and you were down to just like get your you hands to, to use I, this I don't one. know why. It was just like a moment for me where I was like, wow, she loves she's like you weren't. Af- I just had this sense like you weren't afraid <laughs> to do anything. You weren't yeah. like, oh, no. Now you kind of do that more what am in I a princess <laughs> way. But overall, I'm down to do shit. yeah, you're down to do anything. You're down to try anything. You're down to just go with the flow. I feel like for me, that was like wifey material where I'm like. Again, everybody wants a wife for a different reason. There's men that want a wife that's going to like cook and clean and be a stay at home mom. And there's women that want that. There's Mm -hmm. women that want to be stay at home moms. uh, And there's the inverse of all of that. But like I want a life partner that wants to like go do stuff and have fun. And so for me, that was wifey material on top of you being like so informed and smart when it comes to like Zoe And for me, that was like, I could see that motherly side of you. Mm -hmm. So that was definitely like wifey material. Aw, I'll take it. Those were two very strong ones, like from my initial first impression of you that have like stayed (laughs) with me. So it's like, I always just. No, that's fine. I think for like me with you, it's like, I do see that dad side of you too, because you took care of Zoe so well and Theo. Um, but I think for me, it was mainly that like, we just always have fun with each other. Like it's fun. Like we also have like days where it's dark and sad, but like also like at the end of the day, if someone asks me, who's your favorite person in the whole wide world, I can easily just say Matthew Vine. Yeah. We have the best time together. Yeah. And back to, you know, how do you know if you're ready to be engaged with someone? It's like, do you like doing nothing with that person? Mm -hmm. Is doing nothing (laughs) with that person like so fun? And I feel like for you and I, we spend so much time just doing nothing, but having the most fun doing absolutely nothing yeah like it's a saturday or it's a tuesday or i don't even know what day it is but we're both in the house and another thing is like you know cleaning up dog shit or dog diarrhea like in those moments like do you do you have is there any part of it that's like fun or you can laugh or you know Mm -hmm. there's like that companionship and i feel like it's like all right i'll like do this you do that and we'll be laughing or whatever like sometimes remember how we had to clean up okay so there was like a day where like everything was going wrong Theo fucking shat himself, hardcore shat himself all over the cage. I mean, his crate. And then the laundry machine decided to like die on us. And it's like, well, I guess our <laughs> afternoon is like cleaning this laundry machine. And we just like had fun cleaning we it out. We were time. just like, all right, like helping each other, doing it. And it's like. Our laundry room flooded from the freaking yeah. one. And it was like. Which, by the way, you should change the filter, empty the filter on the bottom of your washing machine every two mm. to three months. And we hadn't done it for five years. <laughs> it was disgusting. It was <laughs> Which so you don't bad. know about that thing underneath. But let me tell you, you don't want to find out when it. it's too late. <laughs> Yeah, so I definitely think that made me realize like you were my guy because like oh also I could just bring you around anyone and everyone would fall in oh, love yeah, with you. Oh yeah, true. That's like, a huge one. All of my friends loved you. 
my family loved you. Like literally my mom was like, this is like the best guy you've ever brought home. And I was like, oh, that's saying a lot. Mm -hmm. Like you just have a lot of charisma and everyone you meet, everyone like who's talking to you is always like, wow, like Matt's such a great guy. And they're always complimenting me about you. They're always like, you guys look so cute together. You guys are always having so much fun together. Like it's always like about us. Like they're always yeah. complimenting us when we're I, together. I, I feel the exact same way. Like even yeah. like restaurant, restaurant managers will come up to us being like, you guys are such a cute couple. Like you guys are just like having fun. Like we formed like a good relationship with like the macaroni Republic guy. Cause he's like, he just remembers us. Cause like we're yeah. always like having a good time together, yeah. which I think really shows that we just have like such a great bond but yeah okay sorry next question do you feel like something has changed in your relationship now that you're engaged yeah i feel like because of that commitment i almost felt like not to be negative but almost felt like we were more open to tell each other about the things that bothered us because we knew that no matter what we were committed to each other i feel like a lot of people like don't fight with their significant others i don't think it's necessary to fight but like yeah. they don't talk about like the things that really matter to them because they're scared it's gonna scare yeah. the other person away but, but once you got that ring on it it's like all right now you got the ring let's talk about this because this shit pisses me off yeah <laughs> no. not exactly not like exactly that. but like you feel more comfortable because you have that security so that honestly can sometimes make more um, issues issues in the immediate but overall long term will make things way better yeah and maybe it sounds like there's all this like darkness when there's not but i think that yeah the ring for me it's not like it i don't know the change is very subtle but important it's like we know that we're committed so now we're talking about more of the future and it's like less of like an idea and it's more of a reality yeah because before it was like we're gonna get engaged and doing this and it's almost like you're putting it in the future up here like yeah we'll be there eventually but once it's actually there it's kind of a different story yeah i agree i wouldn't change anything about our relationship now like yeah i agree all right last question specs of the ring it's like 2.1 carats i believe yeah i have the gia report somewhere yeah it's a real diamond or is it lab it's a real fucking i know diamond. I, I people ask that shit is people like, always are asking we have the gia they do gia reports <sighs> for lab diamonds but it would say lab diamond yeah, yeah no that is a have you heard though that like 25 percent of real diamonds are lab grown diamonds but they just didn't stick the little thingy on it because there's no way to tell them apart i mean the only thing that makes it valuable is that it's says that it's a, a real, real thing so yeah. that it'll hold its value in a certain way whether it's a real one or not is kind of like besides the point it's like you know you can get moissanite or you can get these things but it's like if you have an investment and you know that it's gonna like grow in value or has a strong value that will hold then that's like the value of it yeah because of course i could have gotten a ring that was like looked the exact same way to each his own yeah i think i remember the specs a little bit i think it was a h or i color right and then vvs two one or two yeah two two yes two yeah it was a color i vvs great two. fucking ring i'm so happy 2. about 1. it you did such a great job on it um but yeah i think other things to expect when you get engaged is automatically the second you get engaged people start asking you about the wedding yeah. like they will literally be like when's the date and you're like, I just got engaged two days ago. I'm not thinking about that. And I think it's really abnormal to have a very long engagement, but that's something that I always thought about when, ever since I ever thought about being engaged. So we're waiting two years. It is now officially time for us to start planning, but we did really enjoy our engagement. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of stress that goes into it. And I think that's another level of something that people don't expect is that it is so stressful even thinking about the wedding or thinking about the engagement party or thinking about who's going to be in your bridal shower. If we started planning that stuff in the first like few months, 
amidst all of this stuff we were had going on it just would have been so like stressful yeah but i think we really allowed ourselves to settle in to like our commitment Mm -hmm. and it just at the time of us getting engaged was like there was so much going on so it took us a little bit to come out of that where we were able to kind of like focus way more on our relationship because like even back to planning the engagement it was the most planning in like things I had going on in my entire life at once because we were not only was I like ring shopping planning the engagement Mm -hmm. and then we were planning all this stuff for rotten Mm -hmm. and then I was planning like getting out of my job and working on that and then I had health issues at the same time yeah like some stuff going on so there was like so many different things in motion each day it was like I had a checklist and I'm like okay today I'm going to like call the jeweler I'm gonna like make the reservation but I, it's like yeah. it was so much i can't believe how much you hid from me that to me not to get like negative but i'm like damn if you had a whole ass affair i wouldn't know because you hid the entire engagement plans and i had no idea you're like i'm gonna go on a walk with jennifer although you did go on a walk it was what a i said walk. was actually factual no i know but it was a walk with jennifer to plan the engagement and to see and like scout out i mean that's an easy one because we all would always go on hikes yeah. and I'm like yeah we're gonna go on a hike and I then know. but it's it's also scary to be like holy shit like you really could plan something underneath my nose yeah and the <laughs> other time the second time i went to go location scouting i picked up andrew kaylee got coffee went and did this all in the morning and then came home and came back in bed (laughs) and like you had no idea yeah all right guys well it is time for an am i rotten you guys have been grilling us for these so if you guys want us to continue doing it make sure to leave us yeah we need some good submissions submissions we haven't been doing them we haven't been getting as many responses because of it that's on us yeah but we're gonna start doing it okay am i rotten for hiding my boyfriend from my family my family is very judgmental and not a approving of marrying slash dating other races and backgrounds for context i'm a white female who's dating a part jamaican part white man we've been dating for six months my friends love him and we are very compatible but i am scared to introduce him to my family and he is upset with me because he feels like i'm hiding him from them am i rotten i really want this to last and would love to get your thoughts oh i don't like to say she's rotten at all but I can see why he feels very hurt. I would feel really hurt if I felt like I was being hidden away from my significant other's family. No doubt about it. Yeah. That's not a good feeling. But like, what do you do in that scenario? I feel like if I was him, I wouldn't be upset with her. I would just be upset at the situation. Like, it's hard to be like, I'm mad at you when it's like, those are your parents and your family that I've like, if she's, I don't know how old she is, but like, let's say she's 20, that she's lived with them for 20 years and she's only known this guy for six months. Yeah. You don't want to, it's hard to disappoint your family or if you're not sure about it. And maybe she's in this, she's saying that she, they're really compatible. She wants it to work. So my first thing would have been like, maybe she doesn't know if she wants to go the distance with him, which would be like, maybe I won't introduce him because what's the point of like, doing this if it's not going to work but now that she knows that yeah i wouldn't say rotten is the right word i think at some point she has to make a decision and to be like not accepted by your family i can't imagine that so it's hard for me to relate to this because i think my family would accept me regardless yeah but i know that so many people deal with like strong judgments from their parents it's like a huge driving force for so many people i can so vividly remember one of my first conversations i can remember as a child ever with my parents was 
them being slightly racist. They've completely changed their thoughts now. But I remember they said they only wanted me to date Asians, not even white people, nothing else. So I'm the Just first of your uh, your sisters. Yeah, because my sisters dating. My sisters married a Japanese man. My other sisters married or engaged to a Vietnamese man. You are literally and my. I have uncles and aunts that I've dated outside of Asian. I have some black members in my family and some white members in my family. So yeah, they've changed their tune since then. But when I was like six or seven, I just remember this conversation so vividly because after they told me this, my dad accidentally shut my fingers on the trunk and I'm crying. So I, I completely vividly remember this conversation, but it really sucks thinking that your parents won't like your significant other based on their looks. And I remember I had brought home a brown man to my family and my family made some off color jokes that made me feel so uncomfortable. And they've never done that with you at all. But I do remember being like, oh man, like is our culture is gonna align? And I think there's like some things that happen in my culture that like are so different to yours, like that you can't relate to, right? And it, it it's a learning curve. But when it comes to this girl, like sometimes you just gotta be like, yo, like if you guys love me as my family, you're gonna have to love my significant other. So there's a point in this girl's future where she has to be like, I'm gonna fight you on this because your thoughts are so not right. Mm -hmm. And it's true. It's not right to have those thoughts of like, well, you can't date a black man or you can't date yeah. someone that's not white. Yeah, I think my overall thoughts are I don't think she's rotten because it is a very complex, multi-layered situation. I don't know the parents. I don't know their past. But I will say in today's day and age, like you should date whoever you want to date and it shouldn't have anything to do with their backgrounds, their religions. I mean, I could see why the religion thing is definitely important. Mm -hmm. But I will say like being in love is a blind faith like you'll never know you just have to be faithful and at a certain point with love you make that shift from like yes that's my family but what's really going to be the most important important part of my family is this I'm new, family. A new family yeah so making that transition from starting your own family to kind of like leaving behind your your old family it's an uncomfortable feeling, but if she is very committed to making this work and can see the long term, then it shouldn't matter to a degree what her family thinks because her new family will be very important. I don't know. I mean, it's not black and white. Obviously, you don't want to just like piss your family off. Like those relationships are so meaningful and important. Yeah. I also think that like your family won't care as long as they see you happy. At the or end of they the shouldn't. day. They shouldn't care yeah. as long as you're happy, but it sounds like that's not the case here. Yeah. All right. Well, I will say she's not in Rotten Egg. I think this is a very valid, contentious situation she's in that happens a lot, sadly, in our yeah. day and age. Yeah. And definitely not rotten. Tough to navigate. Damn. Wish there's anything we could offer as far as advice. What would you do if you're in that situation? I think being having the background that you do where you have felt that way, I guess, in the past, like if maybe your parents were more rigid still today, uh, what yeah. would you do in her situation? I um luckily they're like not as rigid anymore, but I definitely would have to explain my family a lot to my significant other so that they would exp they would understand. And I think I did that with you. I prepped you so hardcore before you met my family. And that's something that we joke about nowadays because like I scared you and then scared you, the shit out of me. you met them and you're like, they're fine. But yeah. I, I was very worried. Mm -hmm. I was very worried. So, so what should she do? I think prep her fucking boyfriend. But like, so she should tell her parents then? In prep her boyfriend, prepare for doomsday. Yeah, prepare for doomsday. Prepare, prepare for it to go up in flames because it might or it might strengthen the bond and 
your family will be happy for you. Yeah. But I think prepare for the worst. <laughs> Hope for the best, prepare for the worst, and prepare both parties. I don't know what stuff. to do in that situation. Other Good than old Romeo and Juliet. Just fucking go for it. Yeah. That's what I would do. I would live my life. <laughs> if I were her, I guess the only piece of advice I can live, I could say, is I wouldn't want to live a life feeling controlled or held down by my parents or family. Amen. And that's easier said than done. So I guess my advice would be like, do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. If your parents love you, they will love you and get over this eventually regardless. I agree. Well, that is it with today's Rotten Podcast, guys. If you guys have made it to the very end of this podcast, leave us a comment down below and let us know what is your dream engagement ring. And if you have it, let us know what it is. What's the specs? How big do you want it? You want a five carat, a one carat, moissanite, lab grown diamond, real diamond. I am so happy with mine. All I wanted was a two carat oval diamond ring and I got exactly what I wanted. She's firing away (laughs) on the outro as usual. As usual. All right, guys. Well, you guys haven't already. Give us those five stars, baby. And we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.